Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of Across the Broken Stars. Uh, I'm Rob Hayes, author of books. Never die. Oh, are you done? You're still? No? Okay. I am Michael R. Fletcher, author of the Manifest Delusion series, and I am author, also, also today, I am Dirk Ashton, author of the Paternus books. Dirk Ashton could not join us today for reasons we will not totally specify. Totally joined him right here. Fuck off. We have imitation brand Dirk Ashton with us, who will uh, be <laughs> providing Dirk Ashton's usual commentary through the uh, clone of there Michael Fletcher. Oh my gosh, Rob is holding up a little action figure. A Dirk action figure. Um, it's not action figure? Yeah, no, it is Dirk. It's definitely <laughs> a Dirk action figure. There you go. Excellent. Um, anyway, and we are <laughs> joined by uh, special guest, Gareth Hanrahan. Gareth, uh, you... Done this for two previous episodes we recorded, but do you want to just uh, introduce yourself? But those were weeks ago. Correct, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I'm Gareth Hanrahan. I'm the author of The Blackheart Legacy, which consists of The Gutter Prayer and The Shadow Saint, and also many, many role-playing books. Great. And today's episode is going to be about all things productivity. So writing full-time, um, staying sane, and generally just trying to like make our workflows as good as possible. Um, so, Gareth, do you want to talk first about uh, sort of perhaps what you've learned from your years of like freelance writing and, and game writing? Because I think from that, you've kind of developed a very interesting uh, thoughts on productivity, as we've talked about before. Yeah, um, well, I've sort of accidentally wandered into writing full time many, many years ago, what, 18 years ago at this point, is it? What's the stage? I know. 17 bit years ago. Um, basically, I, I, my original plan was to get a real-world job in doing some computers and then write on the side, which is a sensible thing to do. Um, but the real-world job went away and I sort of kept on freelancing and the freelancing just kept being just enough to keep going full-time. So it wasn't such a career plan as a career sort of 
tumble down a hill and keep going. But it's worked so far. So yeah, I've been writing and supporting myself full time since then. Um, so the, the number one lesson I've learned is basically sit in chair, keep typing no matter what. Um, don't let external factors or um, anything else delay you from getting that word cut out. Lose the grindstone. <laughs> Great. Rob, do you want to talk to us about your, uh, yeah, sort of when you went full time and um, yeah, then we can uh, get into more specific tips. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm in no way someone to model after. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I spent many years working in every bank uh, you can name in England, I think. Um, and then uh, I, I wrote a book. In fact, I wrote a series of books. I released them. They did really well. Uh, so I quit my job because I thought, I'm earning lots of money. I can do this. Yay. Um, and then it turns out that those, those you know, sales sort of petered off. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I probably quit my job long before I should have. Um, yeah. Uh, but luckily, uh, I, I had uh, a loving girlfriend who decided to support me through the, the awkward bumps years. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm certainly not um, typical. I, I went through the starving artist route, I think. Um, but much like Gareth these days, um, it, for me, it's, it's all about having a good work routine. Um, it, yeah, it's getting the, the words down. So I, I wake up at like eight o'clock. By nine o'clock, I'm sat in front of my desk writing. And other than the occasional uh, ambush by a little beagle demanding to be taken out for a walk, uh, I don't stop until sort of five o'clock in the afternoon. So I put in a full nine to five style day of work and uh, make sure that I get the words down or the marketing down or whatever the hell it is I'm doing that day. Great. Um, I want to get into, yeah, our sort of daily routines and everything in a second. But uh, first, Mike, do you want to just talk a little bit about your sort of, yeah, spot in writing at the moment? Yeah, I, I think Rob really touched on on something critical. Um, uh, Mary, somebody with a, um, who is a functional adult with a good yeah. job is, yeah, um, is well. really critical. Um, <laughs> Both Rob and Gareth and nodding stuff. furiously. Brilliant, brilliant <laughs> plan. Uh, I did the same. Um, I mean, yeah, I, they're both right. It, it really does. It comes down to ass in chair time. Um, but my approach has become, um, scattered. Um, I don't structure anything anymore. Um, it's weird. Once I, once I knew I could write a book and finish a book that killed some of the stress for me. Um, and being self-published and I'm actually not a full-time author. I have a day job as well. Um, so it doesn't matter when my books are done. There, there's not really, I don't have a deadline I have to stick to. And so I'm all about the pleasure and enjoying the writing. So the second I don't feel like writing, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. And I walk off, uh, and I might be gone half an hour or a day or a week. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I try to make that not an issue. That's, you know, like, when my brain is in the spot to do that, I will do it. Um, and even when I am writing, uh, I might write solid for an hour and bang out a couple of thousand words, or I might write 150 words and then goof off on social media claiming I wrote everybody's books 
and then go back, write a couple of hundred words and then goof off some and then write a couple of hundred words and go for a walk. Um, so I'm, I'm very scattered rather than um, structured, but I do still spend, like if you look at the course of a day, my ass is in that chair. Fuck up a lot. Right. Um, oh, was this right <laughs> it's blissful to be like, you know, to not have deadlines. I've heard of this thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's the balance. It's like, also, I won't actually make any money until my book comes out. So it's, I don't have a deadline, but if I don't put it out until next year. Mm. Actually, that, that's one thing. The grass is always greener. Like, you know, yeah. mm. if you're working part-time, you know, look at this full-time author with all this time to write. And the full-time author going, look at that person with a day job. Like, you know, they can just go, like, you Doing spreadsheets—it seems so normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of in between. Um, yeah, I'm sort of in between Mike and, and Rob and Gareth because yeah, I work two days a week um, and then I write the rest of the week. And yeah, it is like it, there is something nice to like having that day job there to kind of like anchor the rest of the week around and like having it so that you can have this reset every week and also to some extent like having a break as well. Um, knowing that like on those times when I'm at the day job, you know, I'm not going to get as much writing done as uh, yeah. When I have days just to do writing. Um, but then when you do come back to having a full day of writing, it is nice to sort of get into it. Um, so Gareth, what is your sort of yeah. to, uh, to mention though, is it's not, it's not just writing. Um, That's true. Yes. As stories have to them. come from somewhere, you know, mm. I mean, you know, you, you can be a, a pantser, uh, or, or whatever they're called. Is it Panzer? Yeah, it's Panzer. Yeah, Panzer. Uh, like I am. You know, I, I quite often I don't know where I'm going uh, when I sit down to, to write. But at the same time, um, sometimes you do need to have the ideas there already. You need to you need to have, you know, imagination time as well. So it, it's not always about how many words you can get down. Sometimes it's just about spending some time in your own head and coming up with the ideas for the stories and, and for the characters and their interactions and whatnot. Well, it, it needs to be both. I mean, there are so many people who will like, you know, say, oh, I'm, I, I, I have the ideas for a book. I'm going to do this. I mean, it's great to have the ideas, but, you, but the, the art of writing is basically, or the craft of writing is taking those ideas and actually turn them into words. You absolutely do need to like, devote time to so refilling the well and thinking and doing research and just like you know noodling around like daydreaming is definitely part of it but so too is frantically typing absolutely um and yeah i think this is a good time for us to sort of get into like our daily routines if if we have them or if not um or just sort of yeah how we try to i guess be productive um gareth do you want to kick us off i mean um my, my routine is about to change because um, like the kids are going back to school and so forth. Um, so I'll be doing like childcare part of the day and I forgot when I switch to writing in the evenings, um, which isn't super ideal, but one of the great things about being a full-time writer or creation quotation marks is that it's super flexible. You can like, you know, sort of, you can work any 24 hours you want, so I often say, um, but you, you can sort of like tailor it to your life circumstances as opposed to being like stuck to a nine to five routine. I mean, I, I would hope to one day get to something like a nine to five routine, but uh, if circumstances don't allow, I can like, you know, write on the weekends, I can write the evenings, I can write when else is asleep. Um, you know, the, the one thing is just take advantage of that flexibility. 
um, as long as within those flexible hours you set deadline or set like you know, goals and deadlines. Like I, I know that like you know, even in my early evenings I would sleep to get like you know at least fifteen hundred words, at least two thousand words done per per four hour chunk. And I will like you know, base my goals around that. Wait, how many words is that? Sorry, I, it just cut out for a little bit. Fifteen hundred to two thousand in four okay. hour chunk. I, I mean, I know that I can write faster occasionally, but I assume that. 500 words an hour every hour is going to be a fairly manageable race for me. It's not always about writing faster because you know, obviously it's it's about writing's about the quality as much as mm. the, the quantity. So I, yeah, I, I feel that you know sometimes I, I, I sit there and go, I could write faster probably, but then the you know the quality might dip. So it's better to sort of err on the side of caution that way. I think. I will say it is different for everyone. Um, sometimes looking back at my own writing, like the things that need the least editing for me and are the things that I kind of enjoy reading back the most are sometimes passages that did come out extremely fast. And I think there is something to be said for, yeah, you moving into like a more unconscious state of flow when you are just focusing on speed and like not self-censoring and editing and everything. But yeah, obviously, you know, it depends on everyone and it's, yeah, you never want to, I suppose, like sacrifice the, the quality for the speed, but at the same time, you know, they're not always mutually exclusive. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on, yeah, just sort of how you... Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I know I have just said that I am scattered and don't really have a schedule, and yet yeah. I am extremely structured. Uh, hmm. So I have a day job. I've got a wife and a nine-year-old. Um, so I, I realized that I, I can't write in the evenings. Uh, I need to be a husband. I need to be a dad. I need to be sort of like present there, uh, which basically just left mornings. So uh, I, I basically flipped my schedule around. Uh, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, I get two or three hours of writing in. I get my kid up, get her ready for school or camp or whatever's going on, get her off and then, you know, off I go to work. Um, so it, it, it's finding, you know, what, what works for you when, when you can carve out that time, at least at first, you know, before you uh, eventually go uh, full time. Uh, for me, that was it. It was, it was mornings. And like, I used to be a sound guy. I used to mix rock bands and clubs, you know, coming home at like four to seven o'clock in the morning. Was, that was just life. So the idea of getting up at four to be functional took a little training, but I mean, it's, when you want it, you do it. And that's kind of how you can tell if you want something. If you're if you're always mm. talking about your plans and how you're going to do it, then you don't want it. If you're if you're making the the sort of like the brutal get changes to to make shit work, there you go. Oh, that's definitely true. I mean, back when I was working full time and and you know writing before I sort of I, I quit my day job. I would literally come home from from my office job, you know, nine to five sort of thing, and I'd start working, uh, you know, start writing, and I wouldn't stop until whatever it was, ten, eleven o'clock. So I'd, I'd come home from work, I'd get four or five hours of writing done, and then uh, I'd be exhausted and play on the Xbox for a few hours. And apparently, I slept at some point. But I <laughs> that when. sounds like an optional thing. Yeah. This is touching upon something that I do find fascinating about this, which is, yeah, how do you, I suppose, motivate yourself in those situations where, you know, let's say nine out of 10 times you get up at four in the morning, Mike, and like, it's all good and you get some writing in, but 
you know, on that 10th time when it's difficult and you maybe feel tired, is there anything that you specifically thinking about to motivate you? Anything in the past that has kind of helped you get through it? Um, I'm just very fascinated by that idea of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those, 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 the concept of motivation seems like a, I don't know, a crutch. You know, people like to look at fantasy pictures for motivation. I, I've never understood that. Um, if I don't want to write, I don't write. Okay. Um, if I wake up and I'm like, ah, fuck. I mean, previously there were a fair number of mornings where I was possibly hungover. Um, Can you either confirm or deny? <laughs> yeah, it's rumor. Uh, so like if I don't have a contract, I don't have a deadline. So it's, it's a different for me. Um, but if the mood's not there, like why, I don't see why I would force it because there's, I don't have to. You know, so I am okay with, I have mornings. So like, even now, like I will still, I'll still get up at four and then I'll be like, nah, I'll sit on the sofa and have my coffee and just maybe read a book or something. Great. And I think that's, um, that was one thing we were talking about recently off air was how you do make, you have made a conscious decision to avoid things that you don't find that enjoyable when it comes to the world of self-publishing, particularly within the marketing kind of realm. And I think that is like a very important thing to consider as well is like, you know, to be successful as an author or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be like writing full time and you don't need to be making like X number of dollars or whatever, or, you know, things of that nature, but it's different for everyone. And like everyone has their own reasons for wanting to get into it. And it's important that you take the time to define that for yourself and not lose track of that, I think. Cause yeah. It, yeah. It I mean, in my if, case, let's be clear. Mm this all happened after like five years of nonstop hardcore writing, pressing myself like a complete psycho sure, uh, yeah. and snapping. Right. Um, you know, going through <laughs> multiple agents and all that shit. So like all the groundwork that sort of like got me to whatever level I'm at now. And I, mm. I don't know what that is. Um, that was done during psychotic work and right. not taking breaks that was like fuck everything i'm gonna write i'm gonna be a writer Ooh, i'm to be a writer uh and now once i'm sort of i'm at a level where i can coast is maybe the wrong word but um you have coast. an audience and there's like <laughs> yeah there's like yeah. there's an obvious an audience and i know books are probably gonna sell hopefully and the skills so there as well, like, right? Like you have yeah. more confidence to deliver. Yeah, what you it, it's, you know, I, I don't want it to sound like I have basically slacked my way here. And, you know, <laughs> that's I, true. Like, yeah. You know, oh, I goof off and I write mm. when I want. It's like, no, no, no. I, I used to set, I had to do 10,000 words every week. Anything less than 10,000 words a week was a failure and I had to make up for it the next week. And so like that was years, years of that. So you got to work fucking hard and then you can goof off. Yes. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you bring that up because yeah, that is important to, yeah, to tell to listeners and, and myself and everything. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Gareth and Rob, what are your, what are your other thoughts on perhaps on this note of, uh, yeah, staying sane? Um, how do you kind of take breaks from writing? I know Rob recently you had a little break. Um, I had an enforced break recently. Yeah. I, uh, what were your my missus on? just demanded it. She said like, look, you're, you're going to take a week off. Um, that was because uh, obviously I released these books, these War three Eternal books, series. Uh, the War Eternal trilogy, over the course of three months, um, which was 
madness and then I didn't take a break and I went straight into writing another series basically and uh yeah uh, I, I, was, I was feeling pretty burned out and yeah struggling and my missus literally just said like no just take a week off don't think about it don't you know yeah sure you need to go sort your adverts because I, I, I run uh, ads on Facebook and whatnot um, you need to keep track of those but no writing just don't and uh, it helps um, you know taking that time off even if it's only a week I say only a week that feels like forever it was hard work uh, forcing myself not to work sounds insane um, but it, it definitely helped recharge the batteries and it wasn't even like a sort of like creative sort of batteries it wasn't like I, I was struggling I had writer's block I couldn't come up with any ideas it was more just I was I was exhausted I was waking up exhausted I was sitting down I was hammering out all day and then I'd get to the end of the day and I'd just sit on the sofa and be dead um, and it was just it was that mental exhaustion um, which I feel like a lot of people people can probably uh, relate to in in the current <laughs> world fair enough i do think there is also another thing to factor in is like if you do really enjoy just writing heaps um like for myself I, I i feel bad like if i go a day without writing um and like there is something to be said that you know we, we do sort of have a culture where you know being a workaholic is not a good thing but like if you do really enjoy it and it is moving forward you know your goals in life and everything i think like that's fine to pursue and like yeah, obviously you need a balance of, yeah, <laughs> taking care of, you know, relationships and everything around you. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's important that, yeah, for listeners hearing this, like just because you enjoy like working on writing ridiculous hours and that sort of thing, um, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel like bad for that, if that makes sense. And if anything, that's, you know, as Mike has touched upon, that's actually going to be kind of really useful um, if it comes to getting books out there and everything. Gareth, do you have any other thoughts on productivity or, or things that have particularly helped you um, become a more productive writer? Well, what I find is that I need to reset my habits every few months. Mm. Uh, like, you know, if, if I'm, last stuff I write is on deadline because it's freelance writing. So basically I would be told like, you know, you must have like, you know, X thousand words of this book in by date Y. And if I don't hit those, then that's, that's bad because... <clears throat> for, for like reputation and also you know, not getting paid. Um, so there, so sometimes I will be like you know, very, very, very honest books and have like you know daily word counts. I will be doing pomodoros. I'll be like you know, uh, have like set, set writing time. I will hit that, and then contact with life and reality sort of degrades that. Like you know, but one day like a kid's sick and I can't make it, or. I like your computer crash and I lose X thousand words and that throws my schedule off. Or just like you know, can't be arsed to get, do my little like you know, tweet a timer and do my like, you know, street half you know, half an hour, get up, drink a glass of water, walk around house. And I will like degenerate into the like, sort of slob as like, you know, goes to the computer and, and knocks out a few hundred words but doesn't hit those targets. And if I, if I sort of consciously go, right, I will now get back and like, you know, reset and st start being good again. Um, 
then get back to like, a higher level of productivity. But I can't maintain that because like, you know, that, that little, little focus is draining. So it's sort of alternate between these two forms of either highly regimented uh, or like, you know, slow degeneration writing. Um, but as long as I'm like, you know, I remember to reset every so often and I also remember to come with some slack that I can sort of have a sort of sine wave of semi-sanity and still maintain some level of productivity. Exactly. You have to have the, the valleys and the peaks. Yes, fair enough. Um, I think that idea of habits is so important as well. Like just, yeah, making it part of your daily routine and everything. You, you, good, good habits are good, but like you, 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 they're hard to maintain. So you have to like, you know, reset them. It's like, you know, New Year's resolutions. Everyone gets <laughs> drinking every year. <laughs> um, the other thing as well is, is to, to know what you're, you know, what you're contracted for, what your actual responsibilities are, and what you're doing for yourself and find the balance between them. Like, you know, I mean, I hand in the third Black Iron Legacy book there. Um, I, I handed the, the, the edit version fairly recently, but it, it's been done since the start of the year, pretty much. And I haven't written anything new because I'm not contract for new novels yet. You know, actually, I, I, if I, I was being like, you know, very, very serious folks about it, I would like, you know, immediately started the next book or something in that time. But say, so let myself like noodle around, fiddle with new ideas, fiddle with pitches without setting myself a deadline of like, right, right I must get like, you know, the next book done by X, or it's like, you know, I must get a new contract immediately. Um, so I, I let myself sort of slack there a bit while um, staying on top of things that I was actually contracted for and had deadlines for. Even for self publishers as well, that is kind of useful to remember is like, because it can be easy to get distracted by, I know just speaking for me personally, it can be easy to get distracted by like, oh, maybe I should do a Facebook ad for this thing. Or like, you know, I should like do this podcasting for that. Or, you know, just like all this, these shiny objects out let's there. Let's do a uh, podcast. Yeah, let's do a podcast that takes up tons of time. Um, how do you kind of, uh, this is a question for everyone, like how do you keep yourself focused on, yeah, what is really critical and what's going to move the needle? And how do you avoid getting distracted by like, yeah, shiny new object syndrome. Oh man, as someone who's recently just been picking up, oh, I'll start a new series. Oh, I'll start a new series. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to answer this one. Uh, That's true, actually. Get back to like finishing some series. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm great. Right, okay, I've got well. three trilogies on the go. Two of them are two books in. The third trilogy, I'm about two thirds into the third book. I mean, I am obviously extremely good at focusing. <laughs> and, I, uh, and I've carefully gone down to like traditional publishing and like your know, freelance stuff. So people tell me what they want from me, and I do it. <laughs> nice and direct. And I only get involved with like, you know, the, the words as opposed to having to do like you know, marketing or production or anything like that. It's... Yeah, that is true. That is um yeah another hard thing to balance. For for Rob and Mike, do you like sort of divide your day into like writing and then marketing later or? Do you just sort of do what needs to be done at the time or how does that kind of work out? I kind of think I should. Um, <laughs> I'm like creatively for getting the words down. I'm, I'm way more productive in the morning. That's just something that I've noticed about myself. Like I will, you know, if I, if I write between nine and 10, I might get a thousand, thousand five hundred words down. I, you know, like in, in an hour, I might hammer it out. But in the afternoon, I find myself like, 
there's a paragraph. Oh, I wonder what's happening on Facebook. Hmm. And I just, I get distracted so easily. So I always think like, yeah, I should, I should dedicate my morning to writing. And then in the afternoon, like go and do all my marketing and, and admin stuff. But it never works out that way. Because <laughs> I just want to write. I don't, I don't want to do the marketing. Sure. So it gets yeah. to the afternoon and I'm like, oh, I should probably do my, my marketing stuff. Oh, but I've got this paragraph. I'll write this paragraph. And then it's, once again, who's saying what on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Rob, I, I hit the point where, um, you know, I was realizing I, and, and feeling guilty about and stressing over the marketing. And Amazon has set it up beautifully so that you can see your money kind of... <laughs> going away um and i you know as i've said before i realized that i didn't like it i don't like advertising i don't like marketing um and so instead of like putting effort into it and learning how to do it and studying the you know the amazon algorithms i just stopped it was like no fuck it i'm not doing that that's not fun um so scheduling the marketing is extremely easy uh, because for me, marketing is literally goofing off on Facebook and Twitter and occasionally Instagram um, and lying to people about pretty much everything. And so to me, that's that's my marketing. That's I'm not going to, I don't run ads. I don't pay any attention to any of that stuff because it makes me unhappy. Fair enough. All right. Do we uh, have any other thoughts on this one before we wrap it up? Don't compare your word counts to other authors. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, don't compare your sales to other authors. Mm. <laughs> it's um, it's one that I've come across recently. Uh, there, are, there are days when you know the writing doesn't flow, or like yesterday, I took a day off yesterday, and uh, I saw like I think it was a tweet from somebody saying like oh, I've written two thousand three hundred words today, and I was just like, yeah, I Fuck should you, go and get some writing done. No. <laughs> uh, there are some people who can write. 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 words a day. There are some people who will do that every single day and not take time off or not take days off. Yeah, good words too. <laughs> if you can do that, fine. But don't try to force yourself to. Don't try and compare your produ productivity to other people's. Do what you can do. Uh, good tip. But at the same time, also don't like, you know, don't just accept that your limits that what you have with your current word count is, uh, you know, the up, upper reach of what you can achieve. Cause I know for me personally, you know, I've, in the past I was like, Oh, this is the most I can do. And then by pushing myself to try to do a bit more, it's like, Oh, actually, you know, that was just sort of a mental roadblock. There's more that can be done here and everything. So yeah, definitely strike that balance between, yeah, not comparing yourself to other authors, but also, you know, using it for inspiration, I think is a great. Yeah, there's a difference between pushing yourself and beating yourself up for yes. not being someone else definitely yeah gareth were you gonna say something no, I mean, I, i'm always reminded of this fantastic line of alan moore which was like uh, unlike serial killing uh, writing is dangerous and only profession <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so damning that like you know, on the one level absolutely you can't compare to other writers you can't uh like you know, compare word counts can't compare sales because like you know their circumstances are different. You don't know, like, you know, one writer might be super successful because they just happen to, like, you know, catch the zeitgeist or just you know, catch a marketing wave or something. But at the same time, the only other people who understand the madness of 
force yourself to sit in a room, hallucinate wildly, and transcribe those hallucinations are other writers. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I, I'm not going to offer any like advice here because there is none. It, it is a hideous catch twenty two designed to torture you. So stay sane. <laughs> yeah, keep <laughs> yeah. folks. Yeah. Or don't, you know. Yeah. Fletcher's well, made a career of not being yeah, ashamed. I was going to say, yeah. the difference between being a writer? It's just interacting with normal people, like it's tricky. <laughs> Fletch, do you have any uh, parting words? Yeah, understand why you're doing this. Um, and don't do it for money. Um, I think if you know why you're writing, it makes it a lot easier. It removes a level of stress. It puts things into perspective. It helps you schedule, plan, Basically, I mean, for me, that was a, a game changer because I was, I was ready to walk away. I'd, you know, I'd been through two agents and shit was going sideways. Um, and I just sort of like, I took a moment, stepped away from it all and, you know, had to sort of examine why, why I was writing. It was like, I have a job. I, I don't actually need to do this. So why, why do I want to and what do I want out of it? And once I had that, once I understood that answer, um, this became a lot easier. It became a lot more fun. Um, that would be my, uh, my, my parting word. So I'm envious again now, because I said, like, you know, I sort of wandered into this, doing this full-time at like a relatively young age, like, you know, two years out of college and like, you know, suddenly I was like, you're right to this stuff. So right in the chat, there's a bunch of like, you know, stepping back going, why am I doing this? <laughs> because I want to eat. <laughs> well on those wise note uh wise words i think that's a good place to wrap up this episode uh, you're almost gonna say on those wise nerds <laughs> yeah i don't know what i was going on with my voice today clearly it's kind of more fitting with my words well, wise um, words from wise nerds <laughs> wise words from that could have been an alternate title for this podcast it has just the same wise words from from fantasy nerds i don't know something like that Wise words from foolish nerds. That'll be the spin-off show that someone will make for this uh, in the future. Starring people who look kind of like us, but a little bit different and cheaper. Um, oh, <laughs> which implies we're going we to pay for this, this. Which we're not. <laughs> uh, or at least we can't tell Rob about that. Um, anyway, this has been a really excellent episode. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Gareth, for coming on as our special guest. And yeah, thanks, dude. We will see you all another time. Goodbye, everybody. All righty. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Wizards, Warriors, and Words. We hope you learned something useful. We love hearing from our listeners. Our email is wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com, which you can also find in the show notes. I personally read and respond to every email, so feel free to let us know what you thought about this episode. We'd also love to hear your questions. Send in a question via that email, wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com, and we might even answer it on the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and write a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people discover the show. Wizards, Warriors and Words is jointly hosted by Dirk Ashton, Michael R. Fletcher, Rob J. Hayes and Jed Hearn. Our music comes from Michael R. Fletcher and our artwork is by Felix Ortiz. Thank you again for listening. Now go and write extraordinary stories. We'll see you next time.